Thank you for my coffee. You're welcome. I got. I showed up to the podcast studio and I'm a doll. <laughs> after taking two cars to get here, uh, I wondered. I was like, I thought you left forever ago. I did. I was here super early, which never happened. So I was now. Well, I moved to the west side, mm-hmm. so now west to side. like travel, I have to make the most out of my day. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> I'm like, you. I need to make three stops before I get to the podcast. <laughs> I told you the west side was gonna be. We also to travel. we also need to start scheduling these not at lunchtime yeah. in New York City. Yeah. Maybe at like a different time. Mm-hmm. I'm up at <laughs> six every day, so lunchtime is my prime time. So I'll I'll consider it. I'll consider the scheduling. Um we <laughs> we've been so busy. Busy mm-hmm. bees. We've actually been really uh positively busy. Yeah, the, for the first time I love how busy we are. I know with all the right things. With all the right things. That's perfect. Since the summer, we've been working on all these videos and retransforming our curriculum. And, you know, we talked about that a couple podcasts ago. But I, we can actually announce, like, we have online classes. Mm-hmm. For all of you that follow us, that have been listening to our podcast, that have um, been listening to our lives on Instagram, we have online classes, and they are for you, They're boo. very affordable. And uh, one of our coaches, Kate, just came out with a class on how to create your own networking event, yep. which I think is really powerful and it's really cool. It's so powerful. And I think that's in- incredible. And we wanted to reach the market because a lot of our listeners and followers and fans aren't ready for coaching or don't know they need coaching or it's not in their their career plan right at this moment. Or they can't afford it. Exactly. Let's just so be real. I was trying to say that nicer. <laughs> <laughs> and so it, because it's an investment in your future, so it needs to be expensive, just right. like charging your worth. But we wanted to offer more to the people that have helped us grow and to be able to give them something even in an online class that could um, give them an opportunity to change their career using Destroy the Hairdresser belief systems. And so. you just did like a three-class yeah. Instagram course. I've been teaching Instagram for a long time and like on all our tours and people kept asking for a class and I would I would reform it a little bit for – uh, whatever tour we were on or whatever we were teaching. And I finally just put, like, I got rid of the old stuff that wasn't relevant anymore, I, all the new stuff that's about to happen, and I basically created a three-class course, mm-hmm. Instagram the Hairdresser. It's super rad, um, and it's so affordable. And now if you want to learn how to transform your And Instagram, it's simple and practical. Yeah. I think all of our classes are Go check are out our online class. DestroyTheHairdresser.com. <laughs> Plug. <laughs> this hashtag ad. <laughs> but I'm excited to um, introduce our guest today, uh, mainly because we my mainly because her name. I love I love her name. But I I wanted to start out by asking um, Jakaya here. What? <laughs> uh, my name used to be Caleb, and it's spelled really funny because my mom either was on drugs when she named me from like whatever they give women when they're delivering or she like didn't know how to spell yeah. I don't know no but one I have can an extra Sid I had an extra letter in my in my name before I changed it to David and I would get a lot of Kalibs a lot of requests <laughs> for Kalibs and a lot of requests for uh, cables um, <laughs> random names that no one could pronounce did you ever have that problem I mean my name is Jakaya so there's not, I mean it's <laughs> kind of next to impossible to assume that it didn't happen um, a lot of Jamiroquois Jawadas <laughs> like what are you trying to say a name or just making a sound yeah. um, so very early on I think when I was probably like about 19 in cosmetology school I was working at a skate shop that I went to a sandwich shop 
next door frequently. And then just one day I was like, I just want to make this process faster. And they asked me my name and I just went, Sue. <laughs> and um, so basically for the last 17 years I've been Sue. That's awesome. Um, and to the That's point. That's an old school name. I, like I mean, it. it was just like came out so fast, but at the same point was like, there is no ask. There's no way you're going to ask how to spell Sue. There's no questions attached to Sue. You know, surprised. Just, yeah. Have you been to Starbucks? Been, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's worked pretty well for me. It took me a few years for it to set in. There would be times I'd be at Jamba Juice or something and they'd be like, Sue, Sue. And they're like, you're Sue, right? And I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I am. am so. um, but then um, now it's so ingrained in me, actually, that if I hear somebody <laughs> saying Sue in a space that I'm in, I turn my head, even though it has nothing to do with me. So oh, um, that is my alias. Yeah. When did you take back Jakaya? When did you bring that to the forefront? Well, I mean... I don't. I didn't go by Sue like when I met people I wanted to know. It was just oh, okay. strictly in a transactional way of right. like if I'm ordering food or something like that. <laughs> I, I never really went by Sue Stevens. Yeah, <laughs> outside of somebody I'm going to see for only thirty seconds. It. Yeah. So we've known you through a few states. I, I really want <laughs> our listeners to know your story because I think you have such a great story. And now that you're in New York, you're just our bestest friend. So. Aww. Um. I mean, I don't really know where to begin. Well, so how... You were born on... <laughs> I was born on a winter solstice day <laughs> in California. Um, I don't want to give you too much information so you don't steal it out there, but uh, <laughs> I'm the only Chikaya, so you shouldn't know my birthday. Um, no, so I guess I think the first time I met Sid, I was doing a pop-up and hair story here in New York coming from yeah. Edo, and I hadn't connected the dots at all. We just kind of hit it off in this yeah. brief interaction of trying to figure out how to check product out at the hair story space. Um, <laughs> and then I, while I was living in San Francisco and working at Edo Salon Gallery, I had got a ticket to go to your guys' Destroy the Hairdresser class at Wabi Sabi Beauty. And then in that moment, I connected. The, I think we, you and I both connected <laughs> yeah. the dots. <laughs> Wait, we've met. You we a second. Okay. Um, very cool. Very cool. And then that also was a very cool class. I had to do with social media growth and a lot of really good stuff. Great stuff that I actually ended up using for sure. I've been in investing in certain um, algorithms and things like that. And then, uh, lo and behold, later after that, I ended up having you for a coach for yeah. a little while, which was very, very cool. And it's kind of amazing because I only ended up, um, I didn't complete the program just because of stuff going on in life, but... I mean, even in the very short period of time I did it with you, it looks like I pretty much knocked that list you off. You knocked the nail, <laughs> yeah. I always ask my students for a goal list, like what we're going to achieve in the nine months. And Chikaya did it within two and yeah. was like, okay, I'm moving. <laughs> we're going to be friends now. <laughs> so um, the serendipitous way of things is I got an offer to come to New York City and to have a space at Hair Story Studio uh, where Sid and David both also work out of sometimes. And um, within that time since I've been here, I have to say New York City has wel welcomed me with like the biggest and most openest arms. Which doesn't so happen. So you're very People keep telling me that. <laughs> People keep telling me that. But Usually I've, eats you alive, spits yeah. you out, and then lets you stay. Yeah. I've been on this beautiful... Um, was beautiful like trajectory of just love from New York City and opportunity, you know, and I'm so grateful for where that is and where Hair Story is connected to me too. And now I get to have my own little interview series at Hair Story on the right. You're kind of becoming the face of, of the stylists that are attracted to Hair Story. And I love that because I think the people that follow Hair Story and use Hair Story need someone to 
connect with and identify with. Yeah, they don't I mean, always know who to connect. They don't always know who Hair Story is. Well, know? I think I think that's definitely true. I think one of the things that I add to probably Hair Story is the fact that I am a very social media person. Right. So I use it a lot. I talk to my people, the people who follow me. Um, I feel very representative of. Like I, I feel very emotionally attached to my following. I feel very much like. Um, as we kind of spoke about briefly before this, that my big goal in this industry is to kind of flip it in a few different ways. Mm -hmm. And one of them is why I think Hair Story is such an amazing brand, not to overly plug Hair Story, but is... It's okay, we love them. Because (laughs) they're so inclusive, right? And and they're doing things in a really different way. And I've done hair for a very long time, like over 17 years. And women just weren't being treated right in it. You know, we were the ones who were sitting in the chair. We were the ones sitting, standing behind the chair. We were the ones who were buying the products, putting it in our salons. We were doing all these things, but it never was us. Yeah. Who was be, who was talking or who had a platform. We weren't the showcase. No. And, and so, if there was, it was very few in between. Yeah, no one knows. You know, it's even to this day, like female hairstylists outside of the social media world, there's very few that you know their name. Yeah. yeah. Especially and, when you see, like recently there's been some deaths in our industry. And it's very um, elevated, and everybody knows those names, and it's not the same for women. It's not, and and it's time to change, and I think that that's what's really cool about the movement that we're in and the part that I'm very attached to and why I feel so defensive and loyal to this new platform of people, including men, hairstylists, but I think especially, obviously, I'm a little bit more inclined to the women because I've been on the struggle side (laughs) of it. I don't need any support. (laughs) But, but, But that everyone is in this world of really wanting to support their fellow stylists, whether they work at the salon across the street from them or down the street or in a different place, like everyone's platform is really to rise each other up and we want to learn from each other. And it's not just these guys coming in who are saying, we know it all. You don't know anything. Watch me on this stage. I'll tell you how to do it. And you get to go back to your salon and be the little person who does it. I also think those people, by the way, are actually struggling a little bit. Absolutely. The industry's changing. It's, It's definitely like you were seeing them being like, Wait, but I only have two thousand followers. Like here, I am this huge <laughs> yeah. guy in the in the game who's been around for like twenty five years. But I've got like, well, then, all those but dinosaurs. then there was then there was this whole thing of like knocking everyone down. Like, oh, all this online influencer yeah, education. Yeah. It's like that's what but it the is. People, well, I think now. the thing is that's so cool <laughs> is like people are getting to choose what they want to learn, right. not just being told what There's to do. There's a market do. for every single one of us. All of us. And I and I, I work with some amazing platform artists who are men, and I, and I have nothing derogatory to but say about But here's the thing. Them. It's always connected to product, too. Yeah. It like is. That's who's the product company's paying the person, mainly the guy, to sell mm-hmm. the product by doing crazy hair on stage. To a whole room of women. To a whole room of yeah. women. Yeah. And to the whole then room of women who are going to put it in their bathroom, right? <laughs> yeah. So... It, it's just a time right now that I think that if you're listening out there and you've, you've, you've felt any, like, competitiveness with your fellow people out there, your fellow women, I'm like, let's just, like, throw that out the window. Yeah, That's not going to get you anywhere. Yeah. You know, we, like, in part of even your guys' program talks about, like, if you don't know how to do it, you don't want to do it, give it to somebody else. You'll be fine. Like, yeah. I think the thing is, is that we can learn so much from each other. We're not boxed in anymore. We're not being told who we have to be. That's even, like, comes back to... If you follow me, you probably know I'm all about, like, free your hair, free your curls. I'm all about, like, having your hair be released, you being empowered. My whole goal is when you leave my chair, you feel empowered, not just from your hair, from your inside out. Like, I actually, I don't know if we can cuss on this or not. Yes, please do. Um, Fuck, fuck, fuck. But you've probably seen me do this. Um, 
I pretty much make my clients at the end when I'm taking taking their photo, I'll flip the the camera on selfie mode and I make them high five me and say, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that because the thing is so many of them are going like, oh, I don't really take selfies. I'm not this person. I'm like, you just spent yeah. $300 with me for this haircut. You just did this <laughs> thing for yourself and like, Fucking look at every goddamn reflection you walk by in a window. <laughs> Give me Own a high it. five. Say fuck yeah. Take all the selfies because we have been told such bullshit of like be beautiful, look great, but then don't own it. Yeah. Don't feel it because then you're conceited and arrogant. Because no then one's you gonna have like an you. ego. Yeah, you know. So I'm like, no, fuck that. There's like, a that's TED talk the on, on the power of the selfie and how it actually it helps increase serotonin. I took and like three just I'm waiting like, for you guys to get. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, but I think the thing is, especially in this moment, right? They sit in our chair. They're there to feel better. All of us are hairstylists because we like to make people feel better. And there's usually always so much more of a story that's going on, too, especially by the time they come to me, because this is a big expenditure, even for my very wealthy clients. And when they're coming in, I do a lot of really big transformations and changes. Got a lot of that from Ito. But when people come in, it's their moment. It's their yeah. fucking time. And I'm they're like, paying for don't, you. don't take this moment and then push it all the way back down once you walk out this door. I'm like, fucking send me those selfies when you get home. I want to know that you looked every time and like realized that you were fucking awesome. But not just from the outside that you just, you fucking know it. And yeah, I talk good. to them about that. I say, what is it that you want to feel? Who is it that you want to be? Let's do that thing. Mm-hmm. We teach our students something called the selfie campaign. And the idea behind it is that you ask your clients to take a selfie and send it to you and then you repost it. And so Love. it's like they're they're in a space where they feel good and they're you know they're, they've done their hair and makeup on their own and they're loving what you gave them and then they're sending Love to that. you and you're reposting it. And it's not like a staged photo that you took. And so And you know and I think why I flipped the screen probably the same reason why what you're saying is Sometimes, you know, obviously it can feel very awkward from the other side of the lens. You don't know what you're looking like. We all know what angles we like, whether somebody thinks we look yeah. good or not, right? There's so many times people take a picture Straight of me and I look at it and I'm like, friend. oh. <laughs> and they're like, no, you look great. And I'm like, chins, 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 you know. But like, my left boob is sagging. <laughs> but, I mean, that's just sometimes happens. But, but when I flip it around, you know, they get to, all of a sudden I I'll often see this moment where they're like, oh, shit, I do fucking look like yeah. fire, you know? And, and that's where we're like, fuck, yeah, yeah. give me a high five. I know no one wants to high five. I hated them for years, but like I'm gonna make you do it in it's that moment. Than a hug. I love a, a good high five. I'm not a hugger. I'm, you know, <laughs> I think by the end I'm hugging them too. I'm, I'm doing all the things. Like if you if you want your personal space to be avoided and sit there and not talk, I am not the hairstylist to come to. Uh, we are gonna go all the places. Um, so yeah, definitely that. But I think that the thing about that is to just encourage that within each other within the social media platforms. I think that support your fellow women stylists, you know, and realize that people are innovators. They could be living in like Oklahoma or Arizona or these places that you're not even really thinking Location about on the map. But yeah. the creativity and the art, the same way that somebody could be painting a masterpiece there, you know, like so social media gives us access to that incredible talent that before it was like you're in LA, you're you're in New York and that's what we got and yeah. that's who you are. By the way, it's harder here. It's easier. To be to paint a masterpiece in a smaller town, you can really get, now it is yeah, yeah now it is you can really yeah. do more in smaller areas. So whenever I hear people, we hear it all the time like oh well it's not New York so it's not the same. It's like no it's different and it's better yeah. and you have more opportunity to do something and you get you to can be you to, yeah yeah you because can rise into your power coming in into New York what. What, one of my hesitations prior to moving to New York, because um, I'd thought about it over the years and I love New York and it very much gravitates to me, but like having done hair for so many years, 
I knew how the New York system worked. It's like, they don't give a shit if you show up <laughs> and you've done hair for 15 years. It's like, you're going to start at the bottom. You're going to go through your hazing. You're going to like do yeah. your whole yeah. thing. And I was like, I got no time for that. And yeah. I have no interest in anyone treating me shitty. That's also you a very know? old school. It is an old school way. Mentality. Yeah. It's like, and it's dying because I people will. People <laughs> will so many people here themselves. did and so many people everywhere did. Yeah. They were like, I went through it. So now you're going to go through it. I finally got to this level. David so and I were like, it. fuck that. We're not going through that. I quit you my too. job because it was so. Abusive. We've all we've all been in it. I mean, there was yeah. a time I had this like Russian lady who like I was apprenticing <laughs> under who would just yell at you and like <laughs> you'd want to cry, you know. And I think that that's just not the way that has to happen. And when I worked at Edo Salon and Gallery, which I'm still affiliated with, like that, even though that was so much later in my career, I was like, wow, this is what happy hair home feels like. Yeah, This is like everybody I work with, I love, I respect. Like you're a talented person outside of here. And we were able to come in where we're constantly doing education there. We're mm -hmm. constantly learning. But you still got to do things a little bit different your own way. And there was so, I've always been a really big dry cutter. And there were so many places I had ever been into that just like were trying to reformulate me to do things a certain way. Or like right. I've always hated round brushing. We talked about this. I, had to borrow. <laughs> I went to a hairbrained and Dyson event last week and it said to bring a round brush. And I had to ask Sid if I could borrow one because I don't even have one as a hairstylist. <laughs> so like, you know, there, but at Edo when I got there and I was like, I don't like to round brush and I'm not even really that good at it. They were like, cool, that's fine. You know, as yeah. long as you got your other shit down or whatever it is that you're about that you can do really, really well. Just and then do great. Just do what you're great at. And yeah. I, I think that's, you know, that's where we're at right now. Is, How do you, it's not what do you say to the men out there that are like in the hair world? That, Support the women. How do, and how? Yeah. how? Men are not very smart. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and the thing is, is that I think um, I, this has been coming up, you know, and I have um, a male colleague hairstylist that we talked about this recently and it was really cool because I feel a lot of support from him. And I think one of the things is, is like awareness. I think so many of them are because the same way in the rest of society and world <laughs> is that it's your normal. Yeah. So there's nothing different about it. You know, so it's you're just like, yeah, whatever. I don't care if you're up there. But the fact you, but you've never seen that we weren't up there because it never affected you. Right. Yeah. And so I think having the awareness stuff. where you're going like, oh, wow, that is seven men on stage and one woman. Right. Or wow, like I can only name all male names on a product bottle or, you know, thinking back about those things and being like, wow, I want to celebrate her. I'm going to buy the ticket to her, right. you know, even as a male. Yeah. Because I think I understand in this industry there's there's less men. So I think there's a camaraderie there, too, that you guys are all kind of getting it. But at the same time, you women have been giving you that privilege too. women have been treating their male hairstylists better than they've been treating their women hairstylists because they're like. They automatically have the same thing that we've been built in through society. Like, they're just a little smarter. They're a little bit better. They chose this. It's an art for them. You know, men get this whole thing, like, you got to be the stylist. And you're like, that guy he on TV. He could have been a doctor. Yeah. He decided to do hair. Because he's that good. And it, with women, right? It's like the beauty school dropout theory. Like, you couldn't yeah. do anything else. So you're chewing gum. You know how many times I was told, like, oh, like, when I was an educator, I was like, well, you know what they say. If you, if can't, you can't do, yeah, teach. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck you. Yeah. But when it's, it's a, when it's a man, they're like, ooh, teach me. Well, even with clients, you know? I feel like yeah, they I, clients growing up in, like, doing hair in Florida, more women would call and ask for male Oh, they want, because they saw on TV, it was like, if you, like, anytime there was, a, like, a makeover show, right, it was always a guy yeah. hairstylist. 
And I think the thing Giving was the approval and recognition. You've always it, well. It was <laughs> that you got to be that woman who got to get that extra thing, right? And there's only one, or there's only like so that one must be so much better. Yeah. And I mean, I've watched men get away with murderous things oh. on some haircuts before yeah. that I've ever worked with, be just because they went, "You look fabulous, love," and like, poof, 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 yeah, you know, like the that was the and they're like, the yeah, hair and, then they're and, like, you like and a- I'm like, you have a hole in the back of your head, like, <laughs> you know, and you're just like because we're being taught so unfortunately, and this is something I really want to change, and this is a little bit more serious, but women's sense of validation from really early on in our lives obviously has been set to be beautiful. We're part of an industry that is that. And more than anything, it's been for the sake of male consumption and it's been for the sake of a man to tell you you're beautiful. So whether if the man is gay or straight or whatever else, them telling you beautiful gives you a certain sort of validation and a certain sort of sense like you accomplish something that's very different than your best girlfriend who like is how the hair, the woman hairstylist is perceived, right? right. It's like, of course she's going to tell me that. Yeah. But when the guy says it, there's this like, this reaction, this cerebral action, like where you're just like, yes, I am it now. Because, but it's none of those things are obviously true. It's just the fact that we've been fed it over and over and over and over that like that's the achievement level. Yeah, it's psychological. Yeah. and it's it's muscle memory. Mm-hmm. It's funny that it you is. say that because I remember early on in my career, especially I mean I'm kind of a tomboy, lesbian, and I love makeup and I appreciate it as a makeup artist too. But I don't like to wear a lot of it. And I remember heavily trying to wear like bold lips and like lots of makeup. We also um, worked for a company that, that made oh, you. I worked on Aveda before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you could only wear their makeup yeah. and you had to wear this and this and this. Yeah. Guess who no. didn't have so, to wear makeup? Me. Yeah. yeah. And I remember <laughs> heavily like, I remember one time I, it was our boss and he was like, you should put on a lip. And I would mm-hmm. run and do it because that's what I thought that I needed to do to look professional. But that was something we were told. I mean, straight Absolutely. up when I was in and cosmetology. And I'm like, I'm never wearing lipstick again. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I was in cosmetology school um, and then on to many, many salons that I worked at throughout my career. Um, but in cosmetology school specifically, um, you would get locked out in the morning if you did not have full yep. hair and makeup. Because that was part of who you were, how you're supposed to present so yourself. Fun. And and then into many jobs, you'd get sent home and if you, you didn't wear makeup. A pie. Yes, you had to bake a pie <laughs> and then also raise a baby. But like the thing was, was that you were we were constantly told as we've all heard this thing go like put on your face, I have to put on your face, you know all these things. And it's like this is my face, like this is my face. Can't you just be okay with it? Yeah. Like can't I just come as I am if yeah. I want to? And then also if I want to decorate it because that's how I feel great. I wear makeup on and off all the time, mm-hmm. you know. And so I think. There's a there's a big learning lesson there, and for me, it it came kind of late. Honestly, it came when I was 30 and I got hit by a car, really badly. And that Sid might know about. You probably don't. Yeah. But yeah, I I was walking to work in Union Square in San Francisco. I had appointments, and I got in a crosswalk and I got hit by a car. I flew 20 feet. I fractured mm. my skull. I was it was really bad. I was Jacked in ICU. I had up. blood clots in my brain. Like it was bad, right? <sighs> so I had a long Scary. road of recovery. And after I was released from ICU, like, later down the road, and I was staying at my parents, and I had to come back to San Francisco for a neurology appointment the night before, um, I was like, even even though I had a hard time using my hands, I was like, I'm going to try to get ready like I used to. And I I have a photo of it, and I even screenshotted it recently. And um, I put on all of the layers of makeup that I normally did. It was just my normal routine, right? And I remember just standing back with my neck brace still on, And looking in the mirror, because I had now had this, like, you know, long period of time where I didn't wear makeup at all because I was basically just in bed and I was kind of just surviving and trying to get better. 
And I looked in the mirror and I was like, wow, I feel like such an idiot that I have been believing for so many years that I needed all of these things to go outside. And that I was so brainwashed by society that this is what made me a woman. This is what made me dateable. This is what made me professional. This is what made me all of these things. And here I was, I had like this traumatic brain injury. Thinking period was very difficult. But I remember like being like, I, I put on my, there were so many steps. That was the thing. I remember right. being like, oh, I put on my concealer and then I put on my foundation and then I put on powder and I put on blush and I put on eyeshadow and I put on eyeliner and I put on a nude lip. So I thought, Prior to this, that was my natural look, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, and 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 I remember just standing back and just wanting to get it off me, and it, I could feel how heavy and the layers and the thickness of it. And I'm not like negative makeup; I wear makeup all the time. But it was a really profound moment for me of just the fact that that that's what I thought my face looked like, and now I had spent enough time with the face that was underneath that I liked the face underneath more. Yeah. And I wanted to wash it off and see her again. I think it's consciousness too. Like it's not it's not about not wearing makeup. Mm-hmm. It's like what's the consciousness behind why we why? wear makeup? In the have to, right? Like there was there was so many times, especially when we were growing up in the generation of our moms who were like, they would not leave the house. There was right. people's <clears throat> mothers who were getting up before their fathers just so they, they never could, saw them. So they never saw My them. My mom yeah. always had lipstick on her water bottle and I would always be thirsty and I remember complaining <laughs> as a child at how it tastes because it was that Mary Kay <laughs> yeah, yeah, lipstick yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was in every freaking color. That. Yeah, I know. Know. <laughs> we all know that taste and I'm like, Mom, your lipstick. But I, one of my clients who um, is a lesbian, she was, we were talking about the whole privilege thing and she was mentioning even the gay community that m- gay men have more privilege than anyone else in the gay community. Um, she's like, you know, you have, you can wear makeup and it's like a cool thing. Mm-hmm. And you can, you know, when you talk about girls, like dem- gay men, the whole thing were like girls were disgusting to gay men. It was a disgusting mm-hmm. thing. And so it's, it's just interesting how many layers are on the, the whole privilege thing. And I think for men, it, like you said, it is about awareness and it's not... When this all started, when the whole, when all this awareness started, even for me, I was like, but I don't do any of those things. I would get and really, I like, think freaked that's out. The common, I think that's the common But thing. then I realized, I do all of them. It's mm-hmm. almost appropriation on women. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, when you think about the drag community and stuff like yeah. that, I'm not dissing it because I love Mia drag. No, but a man in a dress, woo! Yeah, but a woman but in a dress, like, like, oh, she looks awful. Yeah. And it's very easy. It's We've just been When it's built, like, that is what it... That's what I am a woman. Yeah, like exactly, we've just yeah, been exactly. built in a society that there's a lot more money made on breaking women down than there is on building women up. Yeah. And I think that that's the power of where we're at well, in social media to change because yeah, we only had the influence prior of television commercial and you know magazines and stuff like that. And so I think now the fact that we can celebrate fashion, we can, you know, we got all these people posting their really cool outfits of the day, whatever it is, we, we get to design what that looks like. And we have all the body positivity, which genuinely helps me on a daily basis. Like, if you don't follow, I don't, I'm not affiliated with them, but if you don't follow Sunday Morning View, I mm-hmm. highly recommend that you do. It will make you feel better as a man <laughs> or a woman or any human being, but especially as a woman. Like, because they just post everybody and everything, and you start to see. But as young girls, the only images, and men, and I actually think this is a really important part of this, is that the only women you ever see, especially without clothes on or any kind of social, like, or any sort of way that you've started feeling sexual, were always these, like, very airbrushed, very, very, like, one in a million women. And so men 
found the first boner, probably, you know, <laughs> through women like that. Fake, yeah. And so that's what they were taught is sexy. That's what they were taught was attractive. That's right. where they were taught how to get a boner from a woman, basically. Right. <laughs> and, Can that be in the title and, of this podcast? <laughs> Boners. And, and, then, uh, and for women, it was the only time we saw other women that weren't our own bodies when we looked down. Yeah. So there was just this never, never ending, like, just doom feeling kind of inside of us no matter what you looked like because you looked yeah. down and it just wasn't it. So We need an Instagram that just is from this view looking yeah. down because yeah. that's never yeah, right? this yeah. is never good this view. is how I look at my body yeah. I look down yeah. or I'm looking in the mirror you, when I to piggyback on what you were saying I think about even self help books that are there to elevate women and I'm not saying that they do because some of them are so magical but even like I think about it like some of the ones that are off the top of my head is like calm the fuck down you know it's implying that we're <laughs> too loud, being, too, we're too yeah. loud or yeah. it's like um, you know, you are a badass. Like, wait, I wasn't before. Yeah, you know, things yeah, yeah. like that. And not that those books were amazing. I've read them. No, both. I've read them too. They're, they're great books. They're great but books. just the fact that we have to be it's reiterated that we are in the marketing to us. That's constantly just the fact we're that less like. Than. Or even recently, I was on a date and, the, and a conversation kind of came up. And one of the things was, I was like, I just hate this natural, like feeling that men are coming in that this woman's going to need too much from them. Like, in a heterosexual, which neither of you guys are, so it's not exactly <laughs> the same, but um, in a heterosexual relationship. It happens in the gay community. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, especially in this male-female mm-hmm. role yeah. system, right? It's that, like, oh, she's going to be a ball and chain. Like, the, still the fact that, like, you wait for the man to propose. Like, you could be with this fool for, like, six, seven years, <laughs> and you know him, and you can tell him anything, but you can't ask him that one question. Yeah. You know, yeah. you got to... you? you got to take away his manhood. you got to wait, and it's your dream for him to ask you, but it's, like, this impending doom that we are kind of we are kind of burdened with that we we are really gonna like be needy of you. I've said this before. I don't understand how men and women date each other. <laughs> I still, still not understanding. I'm like, how? I'm like, women like certain things and men like certain things. Why don't they just do them together? I, I mean, I, I've talked to Sid before because um, I've dated women and I date women as well. But that you know, it's not a percentage thing of 50-50, right? right? And so, and unfortunately, my attraction to women is smaller than my attraction to men, and I'm always like, God damn it! <laughs> like, you know, because I just would do so much better on this other side, right. you know? <laughs> I've got my raging feminist tattoo on my arm, you know? Like, and I'm always... I'd, and not to just, you, you know, You will find that bashing. feminist man <laughs> to port your Are cause. You, Hit me up. That's the thing is, like... I. That's what I love about New York City yeah. and any big city, L.A., New York, San Francisco. You get, um, you do at least have more, I think more people are obviously aware oh, yeah, yeah. here. But then there's like that guy that's like too aware and you're like, calm. Oh, okay, you so need this, to calm no, down. You gotta, okay, my biggest, like when it comes to the, like there's feminist appropriation. Yeah. So, oh, me and my friend Val. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god this is this is like fucking Val? this is Val she's like one of my best friends we gotta bring her on you gotta bring her on she's a badass but uh, ooh, badass. Um, but anyways one of the things I absolutely cannot fucking stand is like this guy who's trying to be like feminist woke or something and <laughs> but really woke. just because I think he's attracted to strong women but then he still wants to manipulate them into thinking this shit so he's wearing a shirt that says women don't owe you shit so I have a client um, back in San Francisco. No, it's oh, like just, in his dating profile photo or, oh, or maybe okay. his Instagram or some shit. But like, Just Tinder or Bumble? I don't know. <laughs> they actually organic met, I think. But then later, like looking at his stuff, it was yeah. there. And that was one of the photos he sent her of himself. Oh. But the thing is, is like, so one of my clients in San Francisco is this incredible lawyer. Like she wore that shirt. I took a photo. I was like, fuck yeah. You know, I see that guy wearing that shirt. And the first thing was it almost like 
manipulated me. I almost was like, well, he's, that's good. And then immediately I was like, no, that's fucked up. You're that's just like me trying. wearing a Black Lives Matter and saying it to my boyfriend. Like, <laughs> so like, it's like, you, no, that. it's you trying to be like, him trying to be like, look, I'm sexy cuz. Like, yeah. this is going to be attractive to you because. Yeah. And it's like, you don't need to say it. Just don't do it. Yeah, like I you watched. You know, don't yeah. be that I've, guy. I've, and he totally ghosted her. Actions I've been watching words. the news. Yeah. That's what it says. Yeah. <laughs> I've been watching the I'm news. I'm educated. I'm yeah. up on current yeah. events. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, you, like, <laughs> I, li- I watch BuzzFeed. You know, I, and, or I read BuzzFeed. And some a different guy, um, a guy that I actually only went on one date with, but, and he was fine, but he was saying he has a friend who was kind of douchey that way, and he said he was going to get the word feminist tattooed on his neck, and he was like, oh, God, you were such a... I hope that he does. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like, I uh, hope that he does. It's that, like, I am this, so now fuck me. You know, like, I know you're into this, so fuck me, and here it is. Like, you know, and you're He's just attracted like, to that type of And you're like, but you're just all that douchey. What you're about, just using it to manipulate the feminists. What about, have you ever had issues with male clients? Because I'm actually hearing from a lot of my students that a lot of women are preferring not to do male clients because they're just, they've had bad experiences, and just now they're feeling comfortable getting rid of them. And then it, and then they're not sure like where how that works and where they belong. There was, and, Always. Not the men, the women. No, but <laughs> in every woman's chair in her career, I hi, if they've had men in it, I highly doubt there was ever somebody who escaped being hit on. Right. Um, and it is weird because, like, you're washing their hair, right? Like, yeah, you're, you're touching, touching them. them. You're touching them. You're in this very, cl- you're very close space. And from an early age, we were taught, like, don't make the man upset. Right. You know, he's paying for this service or whatever. He's here and, like, don't make him upset. So you just kind of grit and you kind of get through it. I think it has changed a lot. I also think there's a lot more men, like we are saying about awareness, who are aware and who extra be careful of not crossing that boundary. And and I think there could be a love connection by a client coming in and sitting in. I'm not saying that that couldn't happen. But, yeah, I think for sure there are those ones that all the girls are talking about in the back room, like, oh, God, he's here. No, I don't want him. No, I don't want him. Because he's so grossly inappropriate talking about his 20-year-old, like, Thai girlfriend and how sexy oh. she is and always wanting to show and the pictures of how sexy. And we just have to laugh and smile. And not like, in ah. smile. Not in smile. Yeah, not in smile, not in smile. So. I mean, you've had, you've even had crazy situations. Oh uh, we had a guy in, when I worked at a Nevada salon in Florida who would masturbate yeah. under <gasps> the cape. <gasps> and guess what the solution was? Don't what? To give it to me because he wouldn't do it to me. Oh my, not, not and not him. to just be like not we're calling to, the police you sick motherfucker yeah. not to call the police not to I, my theory is pull the cape right off yeah that, that's my solution. no I, <laughs> my theory but, is you like bye you, no yeah. you you call you the police have, oh, yeah. that is an absolutely so violation I was like you know my boss who it was a male and female owner and they like sat me down to like prepare me that like I was going to take this client because they were never they weren't gonna cause they didn't want to cause a problem and we I'm like we can't find like, a client this is fucked up that like <laughs> you're I, just passing it on I'm also I was 17 me. at the time oh my god and I was like so you're I, putting a pervert in my chair <laughs> yeah like I'm like, like a bona fide like, pervert am I of age yeah. to do it like so um but yeah and so I'm I hear this a lot from um, women now that are opening salons and I think making your salon a safe space for people is very and for women especially. And you know, like, how sad is that? So sad. How sad is that that we even have to make, you but know? You ha- I mean, you have yeah. to. And like late nights, you have salons that are open yeah, late yeah, at night, yeah. and there's all those. I mean, 
I mean, those guys will come you never in. Hear I mean, living in San Francisco, I'll tell you what. Like, we've had. I remember this one guy who pulled his pants down and came in, and um, I mean, I one saw of the that girls I w- in worked with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's on every corner. Let's be real, but um, but like, I mean, he came in like. He was like trying to. I don't. He had like those pointy teeth where they were all filed down, oh. and he pulled his pants down, and she had to get a bat, and she she did hit him a couple times. It was, kind of, <laughs> it was fucking impressive, but like he he was not phased. He was on some shit that oh. does not phase you with oh. that, you know. And he was just like, Ew. and doing all this crazy shit. But like, I have nightmares about that. That stuff. That's. I mean, yeah. You never hear like nightmares. a woman who's like masturbating under the cape yeah. in a salon. With like it doesn't. It because, doesn't. I mean, it that's doesn't like a, all of the horror. For the majority of the horrifying things that happen in society, it's like one or two percent of the women doing it. You know? right, exactly. Like, or they're yeah. going to like, like they women have are, a gun because they're not they're doing going mass to kill their shootings. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Women have guns to like kill their ex or yeah. to kill their current husband or their wife for or, safety reasons. For, or after or being for abused for years, reason. I mean, you know. Not to say that there aren't a few sick, you know, women out there. There definitely are. But when you look at like, I saw a preview yesterday for like the Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, not Jeffrey Dahmer. Um. What's the one Zac Efron just played recently? Ted Bundy. Oh, he was like right. a total, like, really, like... Womanizer. Ch- womanizer, charming, and all that stuff. And I was just like, yep. That you movie know? makes you feel I for d- him. I couldn't, like, I couldn't watch it. Because in the preview, he was too cute. Yeah. You know? I can't watch yeah. real things. It's, it's yeah. like too... the show Dexter. It's like you're on the serial killer's side. You yeah. are. It's called like, an anti-hero. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, I, but not Ted Bundy. I mean, Ted Bundy did, like, tormenting, yeah. like, disgusting yeah. stuff. Anyways, this has gotten so far down no. the line. We were talking about social media growth. Everyone's, everyone's like, we were talking about hair, and now we're talking about Ted Bundy. And I... No, the focus yeah. of the conversation is no. It's just more about women. In, lifting up women through social media and that through the platforms that we can, choosing your own education. And if you're somebody who wants to be an innovator and an educator, like finding What's your voice, What's you your know, cause? and that's the part where things like destroy the hairdresser, or like finding a coach and having you help help build that platform behind it. You know, also like for me with getting to have being really privileged to start my own interview series with yeah. on hair stories IGTV um, on the orange couch plug we'll um, which soon. will be on which soon. they will be on soon very excited <laughs> oh double plug sorry yeah they're gonna be so stay tuned for that that one will be really fun and you'll get to visually see them but um, one of the things is I also I'm actually gonna have like Gerard from Hairbrained um, you know next week on which is really cool That's amazing awesome. man who Hairbrained has opened a lot of doors and platforms for women as well so I'm super excited about that but I get to also do some really, really cool people that I'm really interested in, really neat women who are doing some really, really, really cool things. And I think that the more we see each other out there and getting to have a voice and watching it and subscribing or like just promoting, posting those photos of the fellow hairstylists that you like, going to the classes Tag that em, you do. Yeah, shout them out. Just, just like, say I love you. No, we, but no. This industry, we have so much power to give love and we have so much power to take it away. And I think we all got in this because we like making people feel better. So the first place we can do it is within each other. Yeah. I mean, we even when people call, there are a lot of women that, um, whether, whether they get placed with Cody or me as the two guys in our business, they are, there are a lot of women that want female coaches yeah. which is really cool they feel safer yeah, I think as a lot of times which and you're any- so supportive about that because they'll they'll hint around it and you you support them in the conversation yeah. of being like you know I think that you'd be really well with Sid like yeah. you'll you'll suggest it before they have to have to go that to awkward it. yeah that's and, really and cool they're so yeah. good about it no I don't want I don't want anyone to be uncomfortable I am that guy by the way that's like if I'm like if I'm like in an uber pool which is not very often but sometimes just gotta do what you gotta do but I'll be like an uber pool and there'll be like another woman next to me and I'm just like 
<laughs> hands to myself. Like I'm like wrapped up tight, like sweating in the corners. Like, we're not too close. <laughs> I get very nervous that people are gonna think something of me. And even as a gay man, always thinking like same thing as um That's what it feels gay like for women to as... be in the car with a ra- random man. Right? Yeah. We're worried yeah. that they're gonna do something to us. Especially like um with gay men, and I don't I'm I'm gonna guess this isn't true with gay women, but with gay men, like being assumed as pedophiles. So when kids are around, you're like, oh, don't touch the kid, don't be around yeah, the kid, yeah. make sure the kids are yeah, over there. And so yeah. you see, even in gay culture, they're like, oh, I don't like kids, I don't want kids. And it's that's where that comes from. Of mm. Like, I don't, I'm afraid, God forbid that kid's like, David touched my hair. And then you're like, oh God, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> David said I was cute. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I so. love what this episode has <laughs> a lot of notes. Well, we are we love having you. Thank you so much. And we are so maybe next time we'll talk about social media. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> maybe we'll talk about it on mine, huh? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> there was just a lot of shit. Apparently, we needed to get um. out. But like, Jakaya, are you? Can we say you're here with? Are you're here on your own? But you're with Hair Story now, right? That's no, a, I yeah, I'm okay. definitely. Um, I'm touring with Hair Story for the Long Story Short Tour where we just so got cool. back from Chicago. We did Denver the month before. You looked so cold. <laughs> I was so cold. I'm a Californian. The Windy City. Uh, yeah, I'm learning. But I loved Chicago. It was absolutely beautiful. And um, we'll be in New Orleans with you guys yes. yeah, in January. We'll I'm very excited. For Bayou St. Blanc. Bayou St. Blanc. I'm very excited about that. Um, so yeah, I am Jakaya Stylist on my own, but I am part of Hair Story 100%. And awesome. Super happy to be because I've always been looking for a brand that um, showed everybody. Yeah. yeah. It's the only brand that lines up with how we view product. Yeah. Right? No yeah. product on shelves. We don't need it, especially nowadays when you can really have these links and you can still make your commission. You don't have to spend too much on shipping, if at all. It's non toxic. It's clean. It's clean. Yeah. And, and it's just, I mean, it's cool. It's such a different vibe. Like, if you guys are in New York City, we always let people come up yeah, to the studio. Come, to the studio. Yes. come check it out. I mean, it, you will be shocked. You, the doors will open. It'll be, it's the actual headquarters space. So you see the yeah. CEO and the president you and everybody into working people away. People walk in and, and they just kind of like, like, around, like what's what? happening? But we have a lot of really amazing, like, creative inspo on the walls. Wes Sharpton's always there. He, he's love, lovely to get a hug and a picture with. Yeah. Um, but he's been on the podcast. Oh, we now okay. he's now just a cutout when you walk in. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so you can take your photo next to us. Uh, but if people are interested in getting the sham, the sham wow, the sham wow. <laughs> what are you talking he's about? Getting David the new wash. By. Yeah, <laughs> the new wash. We'll edit that. Um, the new wash. If you're interested in getting a free, a free bottle, product, oh yeah, yeah, wash. try it out. You yeah. can go to uh, hairstory.com/dth, like yes. destroy the hairdresser. Ooh, get your free product, booze. It's awesome. Don't forget to get the scrubber though, because it really helps. Yeah. <laughs> and it feels amazing, like self luxury. Okay. Where can people find you on Instagram? Um, so here's the fun part. I should have just made it Sue Stevens stylist, right? <laughs> <laughs> Artist formerly known as Jakaya. Yes. Um, so it is Jakaya stylist. I hope that you guys will probably put it in We're the. Yeah. info below but it is j-i-k-a-i-a-h stylist <laughs> i love that um, <laughs> people are like rewinding and, as they're <laughs> trying to type um, it and you will see very clearly when you come up to my page it says nyc feminist curly shag you know awesome. like so those are the things that i'm about and also do so Reiki. open on instagram so if you have questions for her or just want to talk to her or just Always. want to say hi like dm her i am so happy to connect with all of you we you bother know? each other on social media all the time. And when i say bother <laughs> i mean love but yeah we i'm always, always like everything she posts i'm like heart fire yes. metal like, hands slay slay <laughs> slay like, this is amazing you're beautiful like, every sit, day sit 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 <laughs> jikai, jikai, jikai. <laughs> 
We're like, we're our high fiving through Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> repost, repost, repost. And now we are currently doing each other's hair. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. She That's cuts my hair color shirts. So it's a beautiful merger. We're going to have to bring you in. I know. Like, one I'll hand in each of the vibe. But definitely do stay tuned. Uh, we're going to be really excited Soon to have Jaka- you guys on the Orange Jakaia Couch. Jakaia and Sid. Yeah. Podcast. David is gone. <laughs> we didn't need a man, anyways, right? We're like, God damn it. I knew she was coming for me. <laughs> Oh no, but goodness. thanks for coming. This was fun. I thanks think it's gonna be. A, I think people. And you guys have to do your cupcakes. Everybody. We're gonna yeah, eat our cupcakes. cupcakes. But I think people really. Love oh, I want to take a. I want to take a little love selfie. I love it. All right. Well, let's do oh, it. we're uh, taking a selfie. Well, let's do it this way. We gotta get Emily back um, too. Yeah. So she. Whoa! Oh. I love. I just kissed you, Mike. Emily. Where is she? I don't I know. Can't if hear you. Yeah. Come on. I can't hear you. Let's see. Get the booth in so it shows. Oh, also, wait, she's coming. We gotta I get a picture. I am wearing with her. my 2017 Women's March from San Francisco t-shirt. Wait, wait, wait. For the get her in. She's Come from our sound booth. <laughs> I don't know. Perfect. Say awesome. hi. Awesome. Oh, hi. No, we need, we need to ask Emily what she thought about the episode. Yes. Yeah. Oh, let me. Let me. That's okay. That yeah. <laughs> we always ask our sound person whether it's Emily um, or Rich what they like think it. about the episode. And we have a female sound engineer today, Woo! right on point. Right female on power. Point. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna just go ahead and hit it live for us really quick. I'm Do high. it. Hey guys. What did oh, you? There she what did you think, Emily, about Jakaya's lovely, lovely podcast with us? That was great. That was very inspirational. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate, I mean, working oh, in the recording you. industry, you know, how often do yeah, you come across yeah, right? female engineers? So, you know, there's lots of parallels. Oh, you gave me the goosey awesome. I think that that's true in so many industries right now, right? So I think having these conversations in public platforms, whether it be on social media or a podcast or just hearing you even, like, chime in with that, you know, is so important so that we keep, like, the next time the woman shows up for the job, they're not being like, oh, are you going to bring us the coffee? Or are you doing this other part? You know, you're like, no, I am the sound engineer. Like, I'm running this yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, it's very gratifying to be able to say that. Yeah, <laughs> I bet. I mean, I all right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for joining thank us. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> and, and we'll see you on the orange couch. Yeah. See me on the orange couch. Bye. Let's see. Bye bye.